Welcome back to the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter. I'm Chip Patterson. Kyle Porter is freezing uh, his tees off in, <laughs> in his uh, studio right now in uh, the greater Dallas-Fort Worth area. What do you all have, 14 degrees? It was 14 degrees this morning. Um, <laughs> my shed is is more what it is than a studio. Uh, hand, handmade, hand-built, uh, did not build it for the 14-degree weather. Uh, I have a small space heater that I keep on top of my desk that I told my buddy Carson the other day, it gives a new meaning to the term hot takes because (laughs) it's just spewing hot air on my hands as I, as I type away my takes into the, into the machine. How how do you add even more flames to the hot takes? (laughs) A real take Smith knows how to do it. He brings in the space heater. That's gotta, that's gotta be like a new, uh, a new way, like when you when you're seeing some hot takes being formulated, you gotta be like, man, how many how many space heaters are just sitting next to the keyboards in the media center right now? Uh, it's it's uh, yeah, makes for some cold mornings, but uh, there's some good golf to warm us up on uh, on TV from Hawaii to Abu Dhabi, all over the all over the globe right now. So it's it's a fun time. I'm I'm pumped about the uh, about the 2018 season. All right, so uh, this as opposed to, uh, and we will get to some some uh, look back at uh, a crazy Sony Open. It's like we flipped the calendar, right? So if if you wanted to st- if, see the Sony Open, you had to stay up late uh, to watch the golf. Yeah. For um and uh the PGA Tour will be moving to the career builder. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um but now if you want to see uh the elite golf, you got to flip your flip your schedule a little bit. We're waking up early because it is uh a really really fun championship almost always. The Abu Dhabi HSBC Golf Championship uh from the United Arab Emirates. Um it begins so you will be getting up pretty early Thursday to get things started. Well, it's weird because the featured group on the featured round one group tees off at I think ten forty Eastern on Wednesday night. So tonight, wow, okay, uh, which is like nine forty my time. So I might I might catch a little on. Well, I'll, I won't catch the end of it probably, but I'll, I'll probably watch the beginning of that. And then that group I think tees off at like two or three in the morning uh, on Thursday night or on uh, Friday morning. I guess that would be. So I will catch the end of that getting up early. Um, but yeah, it's, it is weird because Sony open ends at like nine 30 my time. So it would have been just transitioning into Rory teeing off and, and Abu Dhabi. Right. Exactly. Which is, is bizarre. All right. Well, and, and Rory gets us right there. I mean, this is, uh, the, the Abu Dhabi field is absolutely loaded. Um, Dustin Johnson's yeah. going over there. Then you've got your your European tour regulars: Justin Rose, Roy McIlroy, Henrik Stenson, Paul Casey, uh, Tommy Fleetwood in the house. But uh, the fact that DJ goes over there does add a little bit of intrigue and fun, particularly as it pertains to the best players in the entire world at this moment. So as uh, let's let's start with Rory before we get to where DJ fits in all this. First time we've seen him in a while. Um, you know, where is your expectation for McElroy as he heads out there against a star studded field? Uh, my expectation is for him to contend. I, I mean, I, I think that, you know, barring somebody of his caliber coming back from like an injury or a, a really long layoff, like a, like a six month or a year, 
that's that's what you're supposed to do if you're if you're Rory McIlroy. And I think that's what he expects from himself. I mean, it, it was funny. I was looking at the runner-up list at this tournament. So the winner, the winning, uh, excuse me, the winner's circle list is is uh, pretty good. It's uh, Ricky Fowler, uh, Fleetwood, obviously won here last year. Keimer's won it three times. I think Paul Casey has won it a couple times. But the runner-up list is insane. It's it's DJ, it's Stenson, it's Rory, it's Phil Mickelson. I mean, it's, it's, it's like a just a who's who list of, of future Hall of Famers. And... Um, and and Rory has finished runner up four times. Is where I was going with that. So, it's it, it's a tournament that he plays well. It's a course that he plays well. And you know he's said it all week, but he's sort of hit the reset button on his. I don't know if his career, but just like kind of this point in his career, he had three months off, and he said it was good for him physically and mentally. And uh, yeah, man, I, he, he's. I expect him to contend. I don't know if he's going to win. Because Dustin Johnson is on the field, but I, I do expect him to play well and to be in it until the end. Does um is he still going to have his best mate on the bag? Yeah, Harry Diamond uh, is going to be his caddy, and and that sort of leads into I, I wrote um, something on Tuesday about how this is every year is a big year for somebody like Rory who wants to be the best Euro and best international player of all time, but this is a year in which as of right now, there aren't really any excuses. He doesn't make excuses. I, I hope it didn't come across like that. Uh, but we, did you get, did you get pretty, pigeonholed into a headline that you feel great about? Uh, <laughs> no, but it was a little like, if you just glanced at it, you, you might've been like, Oh, but th- there was context. Yeah. Um, but we in the media are pretty, quick to make those excuses for him oh he's changed equipment he's new caddy got married the rib all these different things well all that's settled now he's been married he's got the same caddy he's keeping his guy his buddy um the ribs fine he's healthy uh the equipment's the same like there, there there are no excuses to be made for him not contending and winning tournaments in 2018 and i think he will i mean his history says that he will but I, I think that's an important kind of starting point for his his uh, his year this year. As he um, as he does start to to stack himself up against some of these other players, particularly uh, some of the best Europeans in the world, uh, do you think that there is uh, anything that golf fans are going to be able to take out of this? Because you know, a year ago when Tommy Fleetwood beats he beat DJ, right? Yeah, he beat him coming coming down the stretch. DJ shot like sixty four, sixty eight on the weekend, and Fleetwood beat him. Right. So I like I'm wondering is is this uh, is this a tournament where um, you know we as golf fans can look in and, and sort of get uh, another preview? Like, well, who like is this is this sort of giving us an idea, uh, particularly in a Ryder Cup year, of sort of where what the status and what the stock is of some of the best European players. Yeah, certainly it certainly could. You know, it, it's it it very much has the feel of kind of an opening day on the European tour, um, in the same way that Tory Pines next week will for the PGA tour. It's just kind of you know all the stars are out. It it feels like a big deal. It's not a major, obviously, but in terms of in terms of Ryder Cup implications and end of year implications, it, it's. It's a big tournament. The problem is it's so far away from those things. Like it's still January, and so you don't; those things don't come into focus until summer, or even even after the summer, or whatever. But 
Yeah, I mean, looking at, at Fleetwood last year. Uh, it was a wake-up call to a player that we would see uh, become a, a regular uh, throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. And it was one of his – he only won twice, actually, in the European Tour. It was one of his two wins. But he was obviously awesome throughout, contended at the U.S. Open and everything. So uh, if somebody – let's put it this way. If somebody who's not a big name wins it, then you're like, wow, this guy – this guy might be legit because it's a legit tournament and a, and a really good field. All right. So you just mentioned the field. Uh, Dustin Johnson, Justin Rose, Rory, uh, Henrik Stenson, Paul Casey, Brandon Grace. Where, where among those stars, who else are you expecting to, uh, to see uh, near the top of the leaderboard? Well, the two, the two names that kind of pop out at me, Martin Keimer has won here, I think it's uh, three times in his career. And it's only like a 12-year-old event. I mean, he, he's or 15. I don't know. I don't know how old it is. But. He, he wins it on like the Olympic cycle, basically. Yeah. Like every, every four yeah, years, he's, he's going to creep up in there and, uh, and take it down. He might have won it four times. I'll look that up. But um, So he is obviously somebody to watch. He finished in the top five, I think, last year. Yeah, he's won it three times, 2008, 10, and 11. And uh, Paul Casey's won it twice. But uh, so Martin Keimer is somebody um, who I think will play well this week. He played great last year. And then Thomas Peters, he finished runner up two years ago to Fowler. He lost by one. The last six of these have been decided by one stroke, by the way. So Ooh. that should be fun. But um, both of those guys, I'm buying all the Thomas Peters stock. People are selling it after 2017. Really? I know. I know what I watched at the 2016 Ryder Cup, and I'm buying it all. I'm I'm purchasing at a discount, and I'm going to get rich later. Is he? Later tw- on. Well, hold on. How old is Peters? I feel like he's 26, 27. Uh, he is 25. Yeah. There's yeah. A, still a lot of time left. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's he's a superstar. Yeah. Uh, Peters. No, I mean, it might be it might go unrealized. Like he might not ever be as consistent like a Justin Thomas in terms of winning as we want him to be, but he's, he's the real deal. Um, with Dustin Johnson, just playing out of his mind right now. Uh, why? Like, like that's, that is the hook here for, for seeing him. Like the, he has become, um, in the last, what, three, four years, just kind of a star attraction in, in himself. Like he is, uh, he he is the rock band that could sell out stadiums just going out there. Like I is is there any reason to expect any misstep from what the form that Dustin Johnson has had the last, you know, six times we've seen him out there? No. I mean, you combine what he did at uh Kapalua with the fact that he finished uh, runner up at this tournament last year. Um uh, you know, I, I did the math on so, so I took out. He he said he was kind of out for five months in term, or, or the 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 fall at Augusta knocked him out for five months last year. So I took those tournaments out, and I went all the way back to the U.S. Open. He's played 22 tournaments since the 2016 U.S. Open, not including the five months after the fall. Now five months is that's kind of a lot. Like that's being pretty generous there. But anyway, 22 times not including those five months, and he's won eight of them. Mm. That's a ridiculous a, clip. Yeah, it's absurd. Mm. Even, if you, even if you add that back in, uh, I think he's won like eight of his last 30, including the five months after the fall or after the injury. So, I, I mean, 
he's winning like once every three times he goes out or, or four or however you want to look at it. And you just got to, you just got to pick him. And, 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 and that's why he's a five to one favorite because he's literally winning at that clip. And so you just pick him and hope that that's, that's one of the four that, that he's going to win. I mean, he's, he's crazy right now. And, and it's going to be, you know, I think he has a, a, I wrote about this after tournament of champions. I think he has a real chance to win, uh, seven, eight, nine times this year. Now, is that, is that probable? No. Is it realistic? Probably not. But could it happen? Uh, if there's somebody that's going to do it, I, I think it's him. The thing that's so crazy about that is we're speaking about him in a in an era where we've also celebrated the top of golf for having several superstars that all seem to be playing at the top of their game. You know, it is it is not from uh, the perspective of the narratives that we have, the stories that we're telling, the way that we're you know advertising these golf tournaments to the nation at large. We're not we're not living in an era where it's just like one king or you know just a a two player rivalry, you know, big three, big four. But at the same time, statistically, like few people are stacking up the W's better than DJ. It's nuts. It really is. And, and I wish there was some way it's a better, um, and, and you're going to get arguments on both sides of this, but I, I wish there was some way to weight both the term, cause you can win like five times, but if it's like the St. Jude and the Greenbrier and, and Quicken loans or whatever, like that's just, it just doesn't have the same weight as a pebble, a Riviera, the places that he's winning at. Right. So to wait those and also to wait the era that he's the guys that he's beating. I, I know some people will make the argument that golf was just as good in 1989 and just as good in 1996 or whatever. And it's like, eh, maybe, but as we've talked about on this podcast, like capitalism tells me that it's not because there's more money in golf than there's ever been before. And we are seeing the fruits of Tiger Woods' labor from the early 2000s of all these young kids being like, man, I want to be like Tiger and I want to be rich and I can be. And that's sort of playing out at the PGA Tour level and DJ's still dominating. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's it's really incredible. So DJ is your official pick to win You've got Keimer as your top 10 lock off of, uh, and I think you, you just mentioned it, what was it? Uh, top five, six times with three wins. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Thomas Peters is your sleeper. So over under, uh, I don't have the, uh, the Abu Dhabi regular scores here, so I'm not going to set the, uh, I'm not going to set a score to par and I'm not going to set a score. So I'm just going to go leaderboard position, over, under, or higher, or lower for Rory McIlroy, 4.5. Oh, I was hoping you'd go like 8.5. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, it's Because you, you already said I expect him to contend. And for me, when I hear uh, I expect Rory McIlroy to contend, it's like, you know, either going, you know, being in one of the final groups and maybe you either win it, you finish short, or... Um, how do we, cause, but hold on. Didn't you also, haven't we also said that Rory's either the, uh, he's either winning it or he's out of it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that more with Justin Thomas than I do with Rory. R- Rory is, has been more consistent 
uh, as as he's gotten older. I feel like I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'll, in terms of your four point five number, I'll go over. I, you know, w- w- he, I know he feels healthy, he feels good. I got I got to see the wedge game. I got to see the putting. You know, not even the putting, just just the wedge game. I got to see it because it wasn't good last year. Like it was just. It's just lousy. I mean, I, I think he would say that. He would admit that. Um, so I, I want to see it. I want to see it at Abu Dhabi. I want to see it in Dubai, where I think he's playing later in the month. I want to see it at Pebble. I want to see it in the eight tournaments that he that he plays leading up to the Masters. Um, so I'll go. I'll go over. But I do think he finishes inside the top ten. Like, uh, do you think it's a, a one where he's just? He's playing pretty good, but never really able to make a charge. Or do you think it's maybe one bad day that he's able to battle back from? Uh, I don't I see as I don't see a, a final round collapse. I feel like that's a, of all the outcomes I'm trying to predict in my head. I feel like that's not like a, it's either the he's hanging around there. You're kind of waiting for the move. You're waiting for the move, and it just doesn't quite happen. Or that maybe he starts out one of those days way back and then just makes a ridiculous charge playing lights out golf. I, I could I could on I could see him going like sixty six in round one and then the, the internet freaks out and then going like seventy three in round two and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then going like sixty eight, sixty nine on the weekend or so, something like that. Like playing playing well in three days and just having one off day just because of not having played in three months and and again like no excuse like you, if you're Rory McIlroy and you even if you've taken three months three months off you're expected to contend in a tournament but just I, I don't know just feels like you'll have that one day where it's you just doesn't have it um meanwhile Phil Mickelson making his 2018 uh debut at the career builder yeah. challenge back on uh back on this side of the pond um is John Rahm in this field too? Yeah. John Rahm's a favorite. So why is John Rahm not playing in Abu Dhabi? I, I don't know. That's a great question, okay. and I don't have an answer. So I'm not I'm not just being uh like I'm not I'm I'm not just fleshing out uh regional and national based like expectations and, and being unfair by wondering why uh like John Rahm and DJ you know, slapped hands over the Atlantic Ocean as they were flying to and from <laughs> where they were going. I wonder if is Career Builder like a sponsor for Rom? Like, is he obligated to? Uh, I know that him and Phil. I don't. I don't know if they're tight, but I know that uh, Phil's brother used to be Rom's manager, and now he's Phil's caddy. I, I don't know because I know that Phil is like the he's like the spokesperson essentially for this event. So I don't oh, know if there's okay. something going on there. Yeah, let's let's chalk this up to. Uh, Let's let's chalk this up to an Arizona State connection. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not sure, but he is by far. I mean, the 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 next uh, biggest favorite in this field is Brian Harmon at fourteen to one, and then you got Webb Simpson at eighteen to one. No offense to those guys. Uh, I've obviously Webb's. I, I'm a big fan of Webb, and I, I've loved what Harmon's done this year. But that's not a that's not a super deep elite field if those are two of your top three favorites is kisner there 
Uh, Kisner's like the fifth favorite. Yeah. yeah. He's he's 22 along with Phil, 22 to 1. So where where is uh, – we, we had a lot of fun and we spent a lot of time sort of uh, – you know, dissecting what Phil Mickelson looks like as a as a competitive golfer and as a competitor last season on this podcast. Um, you know, where has anything changed in your mind from that? Uh, you know, either after the the end of last season or anything that we've heard or read since then. No, I mean, I I think the expectation for Phil is you know he played great at the Safeway. Was it the Safeway? I think at the end of, of 2017 to be able I, to uh, like the, the one where he was basically like uh, getting his, his spot on the team. Like he wanted, he wanted to play lights out to be able to, uh, to get that pick. No, it was after the president's cup. Safeway, okay. Safeway was part of the fall series, like in October. And I think he played pretty well there. He didn't, he didn't end up like truly contending, but he was sort of in the mix and he was like hitting fairways and just doing crazy, like, and for Phil hitting a fairway is crazy. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's so hard. Like it's, I, I feel like the metamorphosis from being Phil Mickelson at age, even like 37 to being Phil Mickelson at the age of like 53, it's like this long, like, uh, 15 year transformation from being just elite at golf to being just kind of good at golf at that level, at the right. PGA tour level. And so you're in the middle of that sort of transformation and it's like this weird middle ground of like, man, I, is he still elite or is he, or is he average or is he, is he somewhere in between there? And I think it's, I think the answer is both. And that's why you see like last year you saw him contend for two rounds and three rounds and then, and then just kind of fade in the fourth round because he, it's just not all there. I think it could be all there uh, for certain tournaments, depending on how he feels and you know, what the, what the uh, course is like and, and different things like that. But I think we're in the middle of that metamorphosis and it's just, it's kind of weird and it's hard to decipher and determine what's going on. Because he's still such a character that is going to demand a lot of camera time. It's going to demand a lot of, uh, a lot of our attention. And so, um, you know, from, from being familiar with having the, the character also pair with, uh, elite play on the course is strange. Like it's, uh, you know, we're still going to really want to tune in for, you know, him having that killer back and forth, uh, with the young, the young patron, you know, when he asked him for the, uh, what he thought he should do on that shot, you know, we're, we're still going to love watching him, uh, you know, just, just take ridiculous aim at just trying to dunk it. Like that stuff is all still going to be awesome, but uh, there's also just going to be those those bogeys and those double bogeys from him spraying it off the tee into no man's land. Yeah, I mean, last year he finishes uh, top twenty in strokes gained total, fourteenth uh, in in uh, iron like in approach the green strokes gained, which is it's amazing. I mean, that's like a you know the the guys that, that that's a that's a big stat for me strokes gained on approach shots. Cause that's like the Rory's and the, and the, um, you know, the DJs and the ROMs and guys like that. So for Phil to be 14th, but then he's 119th off the tee. 
And there's the numbers that back it up. I was like, I've got only anecdotal data and memories of me letting out deep sighs after he just rips one off far away from the fairway. And I mean, he's, he's largely always kind of been like that off the tee, but it's just, I think as he gets older, it's harder and harder to, uh, to pull off the shots that he used to pull off to keep himself in these tournaments. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be a really interesting year for Phil. It's a Ryder Cup year. Uh, obviously, he's. I. Th- I mean, unless he's just, unless he's hurt, he's going to be on the team. Uh, but if you're if you're Jim Furyk, you want to see him get on it in points, so you don't have to spend a, a captain's pick on him. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't totally know what to expect from Phil, but I I would be surprised if he didn't contend in at least a couple of events this year. Uh, Patton's back in action after grinding out a six playoff hole win uh, at the Sony Open. So um, he's kind of riding a heater right now. How seriously are are uh, we taking him? He's he's back in the field here. I mean, is this is this a player to watch uh, to potentially keep it rolling? Yeah, I think so. It, it's it's hard to to uh, decipher with guys like him. He's 31 years old. Uh, this is only his, I think, third full year on the PGA Tour. Um, he he kind of grinded. He wasn't even on the web.com that long. He grinded on these mini tours. Then he got to web.com one, two or three times in 15, got player of the year there, and then moved on to the PGA Tour. I, I like his game. I... I worry a little bit about these guys who don't necessarily have the pedigree i'm all, i'm all, it, i mean you know this i'm all about the pedigrees right um i i do think there's patrick, you know, patrick cantley's got the pedigree yeah yeah he does <laughs> uh there, there there are the jimmy walkers there are the the pat perez's although pat perez had a pretty good pedigree or has a pretty good pedigree um but jimmy walker is somebody who's a late bloomer kevin kisner even is kind of like that so I, I think that I, I think the rest of Patton Kazire's 2018 is is going to be really interesting because he's won twice. I looked at uh, all, all of the Sony Open winners who won multiple times in a in a season. They've all gone on to finish like top 15 in in the Tour Championship. Oh, so he's he's got a big potential payday ahead of him at the end of the year. Uh, even if he doesn't win again, but if he does win again, like if he wins one more time, you kind of have to start thinking about the Ryder Cup. Now, th- th- I mean, I, again, it's January seventeenth, uh, and there's four majors to be played. But he set himself up so that the path for him to get to the Ryder Cup is not uh, super difficult. Uh, it's you know, I do I ultimately think he will make the Ryder Cup? No. But um, this game's pretty good. He's got that. He's got that kind of like he's a big, kind of tall, lumbering guy, and so his swing just looks awesome. Because I feel like that's how all uh, like it's kind. I don't want to compare it to Ernie Els because Ernie Els' swing is amazing, but he's just kind of got the same type build, right? And so his swing, his swing just looks great. He's got a pretty good short game, and he was uh, putting lights out. Yeah, he's fun to watch. I don't know if that playoff was fun to watch, but Patton Kazire is fun to watch. Um, so again, Patton Patton Kazire two wins this season. Uh, the the next being in 
the Sony Open. Uh, what were your other big takeaways from the championship? Well, I was surprised that Brian Harmon didn't didn't shut it down. It felt like he was going to. You know, it, it felt like he because he led after thirty six. I I, th- I can't remember what he shot on Saturday, but he he gave it up on Saturday because Tom Hoagie. Uh, who, by the way, I can't get out of my head, is the answer to the trivia question of who did Tiger play with at uh, the Wyndham in 2015 when he almost won. It was Tom Hoagie. He played with him on, I believe it was Saturday, and then he played with Scott Brown on Sunday, and Scott Brown made a made an ace on Sunday. But anyway, Tom Hoagie led after 54 holes. Uh, and I was, I, I don't know, I just, it, it felt like Harmon was going to win the tournament. So I was surprised by that. Uh, one of my favorite takeaways was that Justin Thomas said he uh, should have should have not only contended but won based on how he hit it and I, he finished like seven back or something it, it was a very Justin Thomas like uh, statement and and I love it I love the I love the confidence I love that uh, people have adopted the Patrick Reed uh, I left like eight strokes out there after you after you shot a 64 Um kind of mantra and mentality so that was great uh how about justin thomas's reaction to the uh the the push alert yeah that was awesome he said well justin thomas and charles howell had the two best reactions justin thomas said well i just figured so we're talking about there was a if people haven't seen there was a uh uh, an alert that people got on their phones i guess that said there's a ballistic missile coming to hawaii and it's not a drill yeah, it was it was the emergency broadcast system warning fired off a serious ballistic missile warning that was not true. Yeah, it was fake news basically. <laughs> right. And Thomas said he said he wasn't concerned. He just said, "Well, if it's my time, it's my time." And then I opened the patio door. <laughs> listen <laughs> <And> to music. <laughs> and listen to music. I was like, "Wow, that's okay. I respect that." Yeah. And then Charles House said, "You know, Party is just like, hey, let's get a Mai Tai, go down to the beach, and have a front row seat to the action. <laughs> Man, that's so, yeah, incredible. That was, that was crazy. That was uh, that was bizarre times in Hawaii. Yeah, very bizarre times. So uh, yeah, Justin Thomas finished T fourteen. Um, and what about Jordan Spieth? What do we think about? Uh, what about <laughs> he had? What was it? He was like one of two players only to card a quad, but yet still finish under par for the round. Was that on the first day? Yeah, he made a he made an eight, and he was I think finished one under on the day. Incredible. He, I mean, for him, it, it's interesting, and I'm, I was glad he got asked this question because I I wanted to ask it to him on at some point during the week, but. He just he putted terribly, and somebody asked him, "What is easier for you to correct? Is it putting or is it is it ball striking?" And he said, "It's putting," and I, and I think that that makes sense um, for for whatever reason. I don't know the the details or whatever behind that, but I, I have more faith that he's going to improve his specifically with him that that his putting will get better and be okay. Than if he was like a hundredth on tour and strokes gained on approach shots, that would be worrisome. If 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 I'm a Jordan Spieth fan, uh, and he's not, he's like top five again in strokes gained on approach shots. I think right now, and so I think the putting comes around. Um, and so as long as he keeps hitting it like he is right now, he's gonna win. You know, two, three, four times this year. 
Damn. Between uh, seven, eight DJ wins, three, four Jordan Spieth wins. I'm running out of tournaments here to, uh, to fill in I'm winners. Just, I'm just handing out events right now. <laughs> uh, who do you, do, you, do you think DJ finishes the season with the most wins? Yeah. I mean, could I, how could I in good conscience say anybody else right now? Yeah. I mean, it, I, and who knows? Like anything could happen and he could fall down the stairs at the, us open this year or whatever i mean he just better not do it at another cbs televised event (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna i'll throw that one out into the universe come on dj we need Uh, (laughs) you spieth is uh sixth in strokes gain t to green right now and you want to guess what he is in strokes gain putting 118th 201st oh Goodness. That, that's like Lucas Glover range. Mm. So that's, he's that that's unbelievable. He's entered that uh he's entered like like where's Rory? I mean Rory Rory doesn't play in enough to get like the statistics, right? But isn't it one of those things where if if Rory's uh events were all marked out, like he ends up in that horrendous range and that goes back to your like if Rory's an average punter, he's winning argument yeah and obviously jordan spieth is not gonna stay there and it's only i think eight rounds that have been measured um that's 201st out of only 235 brooks kepka is 235th uh not good for a couple of major winners there not good <laughs> no no, no, uh, no the open champions just can't keep it together on the green yeah but um what were we talking about before? Oh, a number of wins. I mean, to me, like the baseline for Spieth is that he wins three times in a year. So if he wins more than that, it's a have ah, three's a lot. Maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe two. Eh, we'll make it three. Like if he wins three times in a year, you're like, yeah, okay. This sounds about and right. Then, and then if he wins four, you're like, wow, it was, it was a good year. And if he wins two, you're like, eh, it's kind of kind of disappointing and that's a that's a totally unfair baseline like that's that's it's an unfair thing to say because there's so many different well it's not sustainable over a long period of time given the probabilities and like the number of other golfers in contention yes absolutely but that's just my expectation of him right now and i don't like i don't i could be talked into two it's 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 either two or three um and so I guess I feel I, I kind of feel the same way about DJ. It might be three or four right now. You know, Tron, uh, Tron shout out to Tron Carter, no laying up, says DJ is the greatest player of all time. I tried to get him to qualify it or, yeah, qualify it one time. You mean like right now or like of this era? He's like, no, he's just the best player that's ever lived. <laughs> and I'm like, what does that mean? He goes, it, it means what it means. He's the greatest player of all time. Like he just is a hey, is 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 Tron in, at uh at the Abu Dhabi? Yeah, he somehow got into the UAE. I don't know how he got in. <laughs> we shouldn't. That's that's not a that's an export that I don't know how how it crossed across. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it got across the uh, the country lines. The U.S. had to pay taxes on that. I think for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean. Could DJ and Speed combine for 12 wins this year? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, will they? Probably not. But right. They could. 
I mean, it's uh, for both of them. I feel like, well, not both of them. All right, for Spieth, um, in my head, I'm like, okay, there's there's gonna be uh, there's gonna be one like you know Byron Nelson esque. You know, there, there's there's gonna be one win along the way that's uh, you know not not a run of the mill tournament, but definitely one of those. Uh, mid level, not the players, but you know, at least at least one with a pretty good field, one in in the meat of the season. There's going to be you know one major and one playoff event, and with DJ, it's like there's going to be four before the Masters. <laughs> there might be a major, and there's definitely going to be a playoff event. Yeah, and you didn't even mention the the WGCs. Oh yeah, because they're they're I mean, only won by five people. Yeah, I mean him and. Well, he didn't win in China, but before that, him and Hideki had won the last five, and he almost made it sixth in China. I mean, he, he and we're not even counting, or we, I mean, I'm, I think, including in this European tour stuff. So, I mean, if he wins this week in Abu Dhabi, I'm, I'm, I need, I need all the help I can get to get DJ to eight or nine wins. <laughs> so I'm including that, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's going to be a fun year. Like I keep forgetting that Tiger's involved as well starting next week. Oh, we didn't even mention his name yet. We've yeah. Just, we've, yeah. He, he's, he's back next week. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I'm excited about it. It's been a great start. I'm glad the Sony open playoff is over and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Abu Dhabi. All right. So again, if you want to, uh, be flipping your, flipping your clock around, for uh for some of the uh, the Abu Dhabi action, you can follow Kyle. I'm sure he'll be tweeting about it at Kyle Porter CBS. Uh, you can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. I'll be uh, watching the recaps. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm still I'm I'm still uh, still catching up on sleep, and it's snowing outside. I'm I'm, I'm going to take advantage of some of this winter weather. Yeah, I don't I don't blame him, but uh, yeah, it'll it'll be a good time. Hopefully, we get a Rory DJ showdown on Sunday or Saturday night or whenever they're teeing off yeah because if, if they're in the final group does that mean that they would be teeing off at like 2 a.m saturday night yeah i think it ends at 8 a.m eastern on sunday morning so that would be they would tee off at like 3 30 a.m eastern on sunday morning man in my younger days <laughs> might have might might have done the uh the the pre well, pregame all night and watch it all the way through. Yeah, the, the West Coast people have it bad because you're like, well, do I stay? Like, what do I? It's gonna end at like, you know, two in the morning. Like, what do I do? Do I stay up late? Do I get up early? It's not great, but uh, yeah, it should be fun. All right, should be good. All right, Kyle, uh, I appreciate it. All right, Chip, we'll talk to you later, buddy. <laughs>